Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank. Signature Bank takes pride in helping customers grow their business and provide unmatched banking expertise, custom financial solutions, and the industry's best technology. So whether you're a business looking for a deposit relationship or needs a ready source of financing, Signature Bank is the right bank for you. Call today at 773-467-5600 to hear how Signature Bank can help your business grow and thrive. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Good morning, Amy Jacobson here. John Anthony in for Dan Proft. Hey, hey, hey. How are you doing, partner? Doing good. Well rested. You got to turn on your mic. Oh, it's on. Oh, it well, is on? Well, well, I got to listen up then. <laughs> Hold on. I need to adjust a few things here. There we go. Hi. I was waiting on the coffee, but it's not ready. Oh, where's my coffee? It's not ready. Oh, well, oh, I mean, I, I'm very demanding. I have to have certain things in the green room. Uh-oh. <laughs> we don't have a green room. Uh, no. no, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. I have a locker, though, down yeah. the hall, because they took my office and gave it to our program director, which oh. is fine, because I really don't. But you had an office? Yeah. We all had offices. Really? Our offices were down there. With, it was me and John Howell, and then it was me and Dan Proft. It was a beautiful view overlooking Bussy Woods. Dan in an office. I can't see that. No, he used to, yeah. Really? He would go wow. in the office, and then um, they changed it, so oh. we don't have offices, and Marcus now has the C-suite. You guys are not impouting in No, it's okay. <laughs> uh, all right, so have you processed what's been going on? I have. In Israel, 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro, answer line 646 646- Three six type in D A. That is our text line. Last I heard from CBS News is that there's sixteen hundred Israelis that have been murdered. Nine hundred sixteen. Wow. No, one thousand six hundred. Wow. And same with the Palestinians because of the attacks. We still have people being held hostage. Here is Benton, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. We didn't want this war. It was forced upon us in the most brutal and savage way. Hamas will understand that by attacking us, they've made a mistake of historic proportions. Hamas terrorists bound, burned, and executed children. They are savages. Hamas is ISIS. 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro answer line. It's, um, you know, it's hard to watch because what they're doing is they're taking, Hamas is taking pictures of people who they've kidnapped. Yeah. There's this one young Israeli soldier, and I tweeted it out. Beautiful young Mm. lady in her early 20s. Because when you graduate high school, Uh I talked to my Jewish friends yesterday. They said, you're not going into a sorority or fraternity, Amy. You're serving your country. Correct. So you have to serve for two years if you're a woman and two and a half years if you're a man. Mm. And that's, you know, it's they they don't force you, but it's some you, you you just do. Yeah. And then the elite athletes say that you were all conference in soccer or something. You would be on the team that would go on their special forces team. Right. Because you're athletic. Yeah. You, you've, you've proven yourself in competition. So they take that group when, you know, say a pilot goes down in the Gaza Strip, an Israeli pilot, that's the group that goes in and gets them. So this one young lady, 23 years old, you know, she's a, they're still Kids. young ladies. Mm-hmm. And she has a TikTok page. So they took her TikTok 
don't know if I could find it here. I should show up on time in order to get my things. <laughs> but they took her TikTok. CP time. And stand by. Hold on. Just say something. <laughs> CP time. That's what it was. CP time. I don't know if you saw it, but Amari Stoudemire, the ex-New York Knicks basketball player, uh-huh. threw up the middle finger to BLM and um, terrorist sympathizers. Really? I was shocked at that. Wow. Completely shocked. Well, they took this young lady's, and I wanted to show it to you because it's so disturbing, but she's not the only one that they're, when they capture these ladies, the ones that they took for the music festival, mm-hmm. um, they're taking pictures of them abusing them Ugh. and then putting it on their social media pages oh. via their cell phones. Oh, my gosh. Barbaric. Mm. You're not, you're, you're the yacht on Telegram. So I think I'm, I may be butchering that name, but they are um, terrorist sympathizers. And they're posting a lot of that stuff, too. Here it is. This is, what, and that, you know, the caption. Here's this sweet little girl. It says, uh, she won't be posting any thirst trap TikToks anytime soon. Mm-hmm. See that? Beautiful lady. Oh, yes. Oh, that's the one that was in the Jeep. I know. That's her? I know. Oh, you think she was targeted? Uh, She could have. I mean, who knows? I mean, this was such a well-orchestrated attack. It was. Funded by... Iran, yeah, and they have been working on it for months. Yeah, I, I read. And how did they slip? And what I learned yesterday, I was watching uh, John Kirby, and we'll get to him because yeah. he couldn't get it together. He started crying I saw yesterday. That. I mean, get a gr- we can cry. You got you're in charge. Yeah. Don't cry, okay? Yeah, get it together. But he said that Egypt had been letting um, Benjamin Netanyahu know, like we're hearing rumblings yeah. of mm. something. And they didn't act on it. Yeah. Somebody fell asleep at the wheel, or, and I think that there's a traitor inside. inside. Oh yes, I don't know if I. I, yes. I, I don't know if one I. One of the most intelligent, sophisticated armies in the world. Yeah, but I don't know if I would. With, with that Egypt, ugh. these are still enemies of of Israel. I don't know if I would. I would have taken. I would have listened to it, and maybe they did. But Egypt, it's coming from Egypt. One of your known enemies. Nah. Don in Arlington Heights here on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning. Good morning to everybody. Morning. I think the whole narrative hi, uh, the whole narrative is incorrect. This is not a terrorist attack. This is a war. The Gaza army has taken prisoners. These are POWs. Not everybody in Germany were Nazis, but there was collateral damage. You gotta go in and clear this thing out. But the secular left who hate Netanyahu are against them. And it's gonna be a very Tough situation, but there's no holes barred. Time to wrap this thing up and roll them up. Thanks for like taking my call. Yeah. And can we call it what it is? Evil. This is, this is, this is evil. It's just evil. It's a spirit. This is a spiritual fight. People are forgetting that aspect. That that Hamas. They have called for the death of Israel. They want to see the eradication of Israel, and and they want to install you know their thirteenth whatever that guy is called. I mean, this this is pure evil. Let's call it what it is. Oh, here's John Kirby and have his, having his lady moment. Sorry, but he was. Lady. I, uh, <clears throat> I, it, sorry, it's, it's very, excuse me, very difficult to look at these images, Jake, uh, it, it, and the, the, the human cost. And these are human beings. They're family members, their friends, their loved ones, cousins, brothers, sisters. Yeah, it's difficult, and I apologize. Amy, I'm sorry. He has Man so many up. beta men around him. Pardon? He has so many beta men. Where's the alpha? You know, you do that before you go out there. 
I mean, you, right. you, you, you're the face of the administration right now. If you're now. a coach, you don't cry. If right. you're a leader, you lead. Don't get out there and start crying. Yeah. Betas. God, and I cry all the time. <laughs> but I'm okay. <laughs> I'm a chick. <laughs> I mean. A perky chick. <laughs> God, I don't know why I thought that was so offensive. I just, that, now's not the time. No. And where's your boss? But we'll get into that later. Uh-oh. I heard about that. that. A lid on t- What's a, a lid? <laughs> I've never heard I'll of give it. you a lid. Joe on I-94. You're in Chicago's morning. All right. Hi. All right. Hear, hear me out, okay? Prior to this attack, Israel was having civil unrest. Even our government warned citizens going over there because of the civil unrest. Now, I'm saying Mossad is one of the top intelligence agencies that's close to the CIA, right? Yep. We can all agree to that. So how either they made a historic blunder of not knowing or they allowed it to happen to unify the country yeah. and try to bait us into a war with Iran. Well, I, I said that yesterday, remember? Yeah, that's true. Well, or World War yeah. Three, Yeah. That could be happening. Yeah. So, I mean, China I, could I invade Taiwan, Russia's with Ukraine, and Russia, North Korea, China, they're all on the same team. Yeah. And Iran, mm-hmm. obviously. But I have to disagree. Jake Sullivan, on September 29th, he, uh, he said, no, the region's really... Quiet. There hasn't been a lot going on. No, that's a Middle lot. East region is quieter today than it has been in two decades. Now, challenges remain. Iran's nuclear weapons program, the tensions between Israelis and Palestinians. But the amount of time that I have to spend on crisis and conflict in the Middle East today compared to any of my predecessors going back to 9-11 is significantly reduced. Well, they were quiet, Jake. I'm going to tell you that's they were planning. That's but you lie. think that's a lie? No, I'm gonna tell you why. Because I have a friend, my buddy Money Mike. He um he puts together these trips to Israel, and I got invited. Uh, I believe he wanted to invite Jeannie Ives as well, and he was telling us about you know how there's a little unrest going on over there, and I'm like, man, I'm not going over there. No, <laughs> no, I no. go. I, no, I, oh, I plan on going there someday. No. I do want to go there one day. I want to go to the Holy Land. And this trip would have been all expenses paid and everything because of the work he does over there in Israel. So. Uh, maybe one day I'll take them up, but not right now. I'll tell you that. Listen to Dan and Amy on your smartphone. Download the AM560 mobile app today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. Hey, business owners, is your business and money in good hands? Does your bank invest in your success? Hi, Mike Gallagher here, letting you know that when you need a relationship bank, Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. I love these guys. Not only do they have expansive industry experience, a strong financial track record, but they're also highly capitalized for strategic growth. That's so important. That's why Signature Bank is my bank. They know what it means to grow a business by designing solutions that are right for you and only you. These are real people. They're ready to help. So reach out to my friends at Signature Bank. Make the call today, 773-467-5630, 773-467-5630. Or visit them online at signaturebank.bank. That's signaturebank.bank. Your business could be Signature Bank's next success story. Go online, signaturebank.bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Signature Bank. If you're looking for the latest news, insight into what it means, and the sharpest opinion, there's only one station in Chicago where you can turn, and it's this one. We're AM560, the answer. Good Tuesday morning, Amy Jacobson here. You know, a CNN, am- CNN analyst said the real problem is Israel's response. 
Oh, the list goes on and on. And at all these rallies, what, what are the Palestinians celebrating? I mean, I'm glad they have a right to assemble, yeah. a right to free speech. That is what makes America great. Yeah. But re- really, I, what are you... Carnage. Celebrating. Carnage. The media will tell you that yesterday terrorists invaded Israel. But we know that actually what happened is that the oppressed people of Palestine broke out of the open-air prison. The music. Open air prisons. Open air prisons. I mean. <laughs> and here in Chicago, they had a rally. They were very quiet yesterday. Mm-hmm. Nobody did anything yesterday. Um, was it canceled? I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, we did have the uh, Columbus Day Parade. Yeah. I can't believe they kept that that name going. But uh, now, not a lot of action. People were pretty pretty subdued. And today, Governor Pritzker, because I have his uh, Oh, he schedule, said something? No, he's actually going to, well, said something. Today he is going to, listen to this, because he took yesterday off. Brandon Johnson's off yesterday, off today. He's going to make remarks at the Jewish United Fund's Israel Solidarity Gathering. Oh. That'll be in Glencoe. Okay. So that's good. Yeah. Because he's Jewish. Yeah. And he should be sticking yeah. up for yeah. his people. I wonder how he getting felt. slaughtered and raped. And Biden and Kamala Harris have a barbecue. Mm. On Saturday night into Sunday, they had a barbecue wow. in the Rose Garden. For family and friends with a live band, wow. that's when you cancel that. Yeah. And then yesterday, where was Biden? <laughs> he worked Sweet. a half day and said nothing. They said we're going to put a lid on this until later, and, and then they release they release a black and white photo of him sitting there yeah. with four advisors. So I didn't even know who any of those. He, people he, were. he was taking questions, but he walked away when those questions came. No, no, he took no questions call. yesterday. I thought no, no, he was not seen. That was on Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. So he I haven't heard away. from them. Yeah. We have 11 Americans killed. Yeah. Most of them have second homes in Israel. Mm. We do not know how many Americans are being held hostage. Right. But there's rumblings that there are Americans being held hostage. There's a mother and daughter from Evanston yeah. who were at a kibbutz about a mile and a half away from the Gaza Strip. Wow. Who have not been heard, seen, heard from since noon. They might be hostages. We don't know. But you know who's leading on this? Who? President Trump. So we are... In very, very grave danger of having a World War III. And this will be a war. This will be a war of obliteration. This will not be a war with, I say, army tanks going back and forth shooting at each other. This is the real deal. And we have a man that uh, he, he can't even walk off a stage. He walks off a stage. <laughs> he finishes his speech. He lo- looks, oh, well, he can't find. He has no idea. You know, there's always a stair there, a stair here. You could even walk off the front, jump or something, do something. He usually walks to the back into a wall. Yeah, there's a wall there. He walks right into a wall. Can't walk off the stage, can't put two sentences together. And yet he's negotiating with President Xi of China. (laughs) Who, when I say he's very smart, the press, look at that's a lot of press back there. That's a lot. 
So for him to negotiate with President Xi of China is like my high school football team playing the, let's see, what's a good team nowadays? Philadelphia is good. You know, they change a little bit. I used to say New England. I used to say the Patriots. I'd, I'd love to be able to say the Patriots. He's a great guy, great coach. Yeah, he's uh, entirely in the little out of control there. Stay focused, sir. He sounds tired. Pardon? He sounds very You're tired. You're saying something negative? No, no, no he, he does. Trump. He sounds very tired. Well, I mean, I, wouldn't you be if you had, what, 27,000 indictments against 900 you? 900 years you're facing. Basically. 900 years if he's found guilty on every charge. That's crazy. Um, wish we had a leader like the PM in the U.K. Yes. He came out was r- right away. And this is kind of old audio. Yeah. Came out right away and joined with the Israeli community. I wanted to come here tonight to stand with you. To stand with you in this hour of grief as we mourn the victims of an utterly abhorrent act of terror. To stand with you in this hour of prayer as we think of those held hostage and your friends and loved ones taking refuge in bomb shelters or risking their lives on the front line. And perhaps above all, I wanted to come here tonight to stand with you in solidarity in Israel's hour of need. As the Prime Minister of this country, I am unequivocal. The people who support Hamas are fully responsible for this appalling attack. They are not militants. They are not freedom fighters. They are terrorists. Where's that from our president? That is true leadership. That's how you do it. That is forming solidarity with your biggest ally in yes. the world. Yes. You know, the Next one that you hand 3.5, 3.6 billion to every year. Yeah. And then did you see what the little brats at Harvard did? They had this they, Palestinian resistance protest. Yeah. They handed out flyers decrying victory is ours. They had chants for the destruction of Israel. Protesters called the Israelis across the street Nazis. Hundreds of people showed up. Things got intense with the Israeli side. Police did a great job in keeping the two groups psychic, blah, blah, blah. But many chants accusing Israel of white supremacy. Oh, gosh. 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro answer line. You could also reach us on our text line, 64636. Type in DA, then a quick comment. But guess who was wearing the swastikas, the Palestinian protesters in New York? Oh, they were? Yeah. There are pictures of, of them having swastikas. Uh, but, but, but. Israel's the white supremacist. Did you see what um, Anthony Blinken, the secretary, said? Yeah. What uh, is he with Turkey, want? he said he that basically that he, they encourage Turkey advocacy for a ceasefire. No, let Israel do its job. That's see, this is what I talked about yesterday. The United States. I knew they were going to do this at some point. Oh, we need a ceasefire. No, let Israel go and eradicate and take down. I, I know it. I, we talked about this yesterday. People are going to get hurt. I saw videos. Of, of fathers carrying their children. I hate that that, that has to Yeah, but to they're happen. innocent civilians. You can't just yeah. obliterate Gaza. Yeah. And they said for every strike in Gaza, I heard that. a hostage is going to be killed. Yeah. And that they're going to broadcast it on TV. Yeah. That's do you a, think they have the conads to do that? Yeah, well, because... Because that's not going to gain any sympathy to the... But this Hamas is guerrilla warfare now. If they, I know, but if they execute people, possibly even yeah. Americans... Who's Live the coward? On television. Though? Who's the coward? 
the men and women who won't put on a uniform so we know who the targets are or these people who go in and hide into in hospitals and schools and mosques and, and things of that nature and then want to cry when they shoot us and pot shot Israel, Israeli soldiers from these places. And then when, when Israel responds, oh, they just destroyed my, our school. No, you idiots are in there. This has been going on for long before you Guerrilla and I warfare. have both been yeah. born. Uh, let's go to Tom and us. We go. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hi, good morning. I don't understand the, the full genesis of what this argument's about with these. But when I see signs that say Free Palestine, what does that mean? Are they, is there a wall around Palestine? That no, like around the Gaza. There's 2.3 million people know. living in Gaza. And pretty much they can't leave. The Israelis only allow 20,000 out a day to go and work, but then they have to come back. So when you hear free Palestine, that is what they're saying. But nobody in the countries and the regions around them want to take them in as refugees. So you're saying the people that live in Gaza cannot leave? No. I mean, the the 20,000 that could go and work. Well, Egypt also. But trust me, they breached the border 30 entry points, so they did leave. Yeah. And they're still pa- Palestinian or Hamas terrorists. They can, that are they can leave. It's just Israel. Israel, Israel controls the, 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 the entries and outways. So they can leave. Um, but I think they control they control the in, in and outways because they don't want uh, terrorists coming in with weapons, I think. I, I'm not sure. I don't know the full answer. But when you have one side that says, I want to eliminate my enemy, how do you have a conversation with them? It's similar to Democrats that call people like myself who voted for Trump once that I'm a MAGA uh, supremacist and that I'm a Nazi. How do you communicate with people like that? Yeah, you can't. I don't know. You can't. You can't. Thanks, Tom, for the phone call. Let's go to Verlon in Westmont. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hello, sir. How are you both? Um, Amy, I got a question for you, John. Feel free to answer if you want. If you were kidnapped, tortured, raped, and impregnated, and somehow rescued, would you have the baby? Villain. Oh, my gosh. Dude. You know what, though? I no, actually, is, I actually thought the same thing when I was looking at those young women, and you know they were brutally raped because they you know, blood-stained pants. is just awful. But see, um, this is the question that John and I talk about. I don't know if there should be some out. exceptions. Cause, no, it's, it's it's people that always get on the radio and talk about I'm total pro-life no matter what circumstance. And John and I say it should be at least three exceptions. And they say we're not pro-life enough. So um, that's why I asked you the question. I'm not answering that question. <laughs> it's it's up, too early it's, in the morning, brother. Well, it's up to the woman if she even makes it out alive. I mean, she yeah. anybody who is being held hostage right now, um, God bless their souls yeah. because the torture they're going to have to endure. Yeah. And the mental Lord anguish. knows what they're doing to them. Yeah. Lord knows. The mental anguish that they will have oh, to I recover from. I can't sleep at night because I feel so sick for those mm-hmm. mothers who are missing their kids. And did you see the picture of the kids in cages that they took? Yes, I did. They put them in there and then paraded them through yeah. Gaza. Yeah, I do. And they're scared <clears throat> to death. One looks like he's in shock. And, and one's crying out for really his mother. Quickly. I can't even look at it anymore. Let me clarify something first uh, as, as it relates to that issue. Uh, I believe I don't want government funding. I don't believe that I have a right to tell somebody what to do. 
I just don't want taxpayer funding monies paying for it. Okay. For it. Um, as far as the exception, uh, I don't want any person to lose uh, uh, any child to die. I really don't. And I've, I've fought for that my entire career. And as far as, as it relates to, I, I don't really have an exception because I don't have that. I can't go in and tell a woman what to do. I just don't believe that we should punish well, they women. Have different rules we should Israel. be punishing women who go and have abortions and have them arrested. I don't believe in any of that. Um, you know, I mean, I'm a product. I should have been aborted. I'm glad my mother chose life. And that's what I always I'm glad people. she did, yeah. too. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah, I'm glad she did. All right, let's go to Nick on the Northwest Side. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Yes, good morning, and John, it's nice to hear you again. And Thank like you. I said, I'll be listening to your show on Saturday, 4 Thank p.m. You. to 7 p.m. Yeah. Uh, it was nice hearing Verlon, by the way, too. <laughs> <laughs> He's I don't know where that came from, already. but it's okay. Yeah. Uh, I was saying to the screener that in Israel they have citizens who are of Arab background. And there's, um, I don't know, I've heard figures that up to 20%. They're Arab people. They dress up with their usual garb normally. And they practice the uh, Islamic religion, and they normally don't bother anyone, and nobody bothers them. And they work there and they're doing well. I don't know, not just now, of course, but I mean, in the past decades, I don't know if a single one of them ever wanted to go to Gaza and, and live there and, and renounce their Israeli citizenship as an Arab person. So there's something wrong with the way they're doing things over there, like uh, Netanyahu said. Uh, they're not doing things right over there, training the, for the kids from childhood on to hate, to disrespect, and uh, you can't have any peace that way. And that's what I want to say. Thank you. But, but the question becomes, Hamas Thanks, doesn't Nick. want peace. That's, that's, no, that's the issue. No, they want annihilation of Israelis. They that's don't their want mission. peace. That's their mission. So that's why Lindsey Graham, Senator Graham, he's a little uh, war hungry. No, he wants to take it to the Ayatollah, I Iran. Well, for every Israeli or American hostage executed uh, by Hamas, we should uh, take down an Iranian oil refinery. The only way you're going to keep this war from escalating is to hold Iran accountable. How much more death and destruction do we have to take from the Iranian regime? I am confident this was planned and funded by the Iranians. Hamas is a bunch of animals uh, who deserve to be treated like animals. So if I was Israel, I would go in on the ground. There is no truce to be had here. I would dismantle Hamas. This is the best opportunity Israel has to destroy Hamas. Take it to the Iranians. If you harm one American in Syria by using your Iranian militia against us in Syria, if you escalate the war by urging Hezbollah to attack Israel in the north, if Hamas kills one American and Israeli hostage, we're going to blow up your oil refineries and put you out of business. It is now time to take the war to the Ayatollah's backyard. You know what that is? That's the beginning of World War Three. Listen to Dan and Amy on your smartphone. Download the AM560 mobile app today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. Business owners, now's the time for your business to make the move to a locally owned business bank. Hi, Mike Gallagher here to let you know that you don't have to look far. Signature Bank was founded in Chicago with a simple mission to help companies like yours grow, succeed, and thrive. Their decisions are made locally by a terrific team that knows your name, cares about your business, and invests in your success. That's why Signature Bank is my bank. I'm a customer. As business owners, they knew that local, family-owned businesses were not getting the help they needed or deserved. 
So I invite you to reach out to my friends at Signature Bank today. Write the number down. Remember this phone number, Signature Bank, 773-467-5630. And learn all about this great bank, 773-467-5630. Or visit them online at SignatureBank.Bank. That's SignatureBank.Bank. Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Funding the Hamas attack on Israel. Yes, Iran. It came up again yesterday because people want to know. The $6 billion that you just recently handed over to Iranians, uh, was that used to fund this attack? Because, you know, wars cost money. The only existential threat humanity faces, oh, even well, more frightening than, wrong, a, than a... That money can be refrozen at any time. Doesn't that seem and like a good time to do that? We won't hesitate to make that decision. None of that money has been allocated or gone into Iran yet. Uh, they don't get access to it. and It is only for humanitarian purposes. Now, that was John Kirby, and here's Anthony Blinken. Money is fungible, so Iran may have known this money is coming and used other funds. Iran has unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism, on supporting groups like uh, like Hamas, uh, and it's done that when there have been sanctions. It's done that. And again, everybody's asking the $6 billion question, did the Biden administration help fuel the terror in Israel, 312-642-5600 is our turnkey.pro answer line. You can also reach us all morning long at 64636-DA. I don't think it's comment. I don't think it's the $6 billion. I think it's the Obama $1.6 billion that was on those, in dollar bills, on those pallets. I, I think it's that. I, I mean, he has some questions. I mean, where, what? no one's questioning Barack President, former President Barack Obama. I mean, he he bent over backwards for Iran. Knowing that they are the number one state sponsor of terror. And we're in the fourth day of fighting now. And yeah. he finally released Not, something. Oh, he did? Yeah, because he was radio silent, you know, the lid with this lid. We're going to put a <laughs> lid on things today. All Americans should be horrified and outraged because, you know, Barack Obama inserts himself in everything. Yeah. So for him to be quiet yeah. for three days was kind of circumspect. Yeah. He's still dealing with the, the guy drowning in his property, too, though. Oh, the chef? <clears throat> we grieve for those who died, pray for the safe return of those who've been held hostage, and stand squarely alongside our ally Israel as it dismantles Hamas. As we support Israelis' right to defend itself against terror, we must keep striving for a just and lasting peace for Israelis and Palestinians alike. Wow. I'm not offended by that. Yeah. I mean, is that just took him a long time yeah. to get there. Although I had a part in, to play in this. He didn't He didn't fail, fail to yeah, mention that. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. 312-642-5600. Let's go to Glenn in Oakbrook. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Yeah, two things. Uh, the $6 billion that are still frozen, give it to Israel to pay for the war to help them survive. Ooh. And then the second thing is we have a bigger problem in the United States with all the illegals coming over. They're not here to find a better life. They're here to sabotage us at some point. Yeah. Well, we did find out that um, there's been 300 people on the terrorist list who have been caught at the border. People from some from the Middle East, from some Central America that were on the list. 
But you know how many people have escaped? Yeah. 1.5 million. Yeah. yeah. And of those 1.5 million, how many do you think are terrorists uh, or have bad intentions? They hate America. um, The people coming over are young men. There's reasons why they're young men coming over. They're military-age young men, and I believe they're going to do something bad to this country. Well, Gage Park is all, because we have seven Chicago Park districts now that have been turned over to migrants. The, the, the inn of Chicago is families. The one by me, uh, the old British school, that's families. British but then, school? Yeah, the old British school. Oh. They turned that into a migrant shelter at Irving and Lakeshore Drive. Oh, you can see the bikes. They have the fanciest of bicycles and the nicest things in the world. All for free, three meals a day. Oh, yeah. I'd like uh, to be housed for six months. Can you imagine how much money I would save? And we're fine. I, so I had the government pay for my housing for six months. Yes. Aren't we giving them like a car too with money that we um, reload? Well, cars that are not picked up from the pound yeah. have been cards, turned over. Cards. Oh, I thought you meant With cars. money like on it. Cars. Cards. Cars that have not been picked like up bank the pound have been handed over to migrants so they can yeah. drive to their job. I know and my And then Chicago. they were taking parking spots from the police officers. <laughs> I believe it was the 19th district taking their parking spots. It's like, um, I know I work, I I work here. Yeah. So move your damn car. Well, get it towed. But what were you saying about cards? I, aren't they giving like stipends, monthly oh, like stipends, money, money? Yeah, money. I don't. Every. Know that. I mean, think about. Well, we'll that. ask Alderman Lopez. Yeah. Who think us about at that. Seven thirty-five. Oh, this is insane, Amy. I know. We live in a clown world. Thanks, Glenn, for the phone call. Let's go to. Let's go to Bob in Buffalo Grove. Hi, Bob. Uh, hi, Bob. Uh, hi, Amy. Good morning, uh, John. Good morning, sir. Thanks for taking my call. You sort of changed the topics, what I wanted to talk in the previous hour, but I can horn in on uh, what you're currently talking about. Don't you guys know the biggest threat right now is not Israel, it's not Ukraine, it's climate change. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. I you mean, want to hear you this hear exchange? That yesterday with uh, Kirby? It's unbelievable. I know. We have 11 Americans killed, some that are being held hostage. I mean, it's two Americans from Evanston that we cannot find yet, and they're still worried about climate change. You got to hear this one. First, it's a soundbite of Biden a few weeks ago talking about this is the biggest existential threat to us in the world. The only existential threat humanity faces, even more frightening than a, than a nuclear war, is global warming going above 1.5 degrees in the next 20, 10 years. Given all the nuclear players in these two areas where we are now engaged on, does the president stand by that comment? Absolutely he does. Uh-huh. Climate change is an existential threat. It, could, you know, it actually threatens and is capable of wiping out all human life on Earth uh, over time. I mean, that's, I don't know how more existential you can get to that, but that doesn't mean that we walk away from our obligations, our national security interests in very dangerous parts of the John, world. You mentioned he he said it was more frightening than a nuclear war. Is that it's more frightening than a nuclear war in this moment? The president believes wholeheartedly that climate change is an existential threat to the all of human life on the planet. That's just science. That's a fact, Martha. But it doesn't mean that we turn our back on the other challenges facing this country and our allies and partners around the world. We we, we don't even have American bodies back on American soil yet. Just why don't you think on your own? And say, you know what? Right. Yes, President Biden has said that in the past, but right now we're focused on getting our own, the ones that are possibly held hostage, getting our own back here. Yeah. And then we'll worry about climate change. There are two things about climate change. They get control and money. That's what this is about. This is about control and money. They get to control how you live your life and then follow the money. 
Uh, I, I'll never forget. I sat on the energy committee in Springfield. I'll never forget um, just interrogating this witness, right? Because they were talking about how uh, all all this climate change and, you know, uh, and we have to come with new forms of energy. And I, I started talking about how much money they were getting. They were subsidized in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And he said, oh, this is, these are good-paying jobs. Oh. Only the high-level jobs are, are, are good-paying jobs. But that low-level rung, $10, $15 an hour, they don't, want to be, they don't want to talk about this. Follow the money. Look at Solyndra or Barack Obama. When, when, remember all that money he sent oh, yeah, to them? Solar I mean, this is all, I'm telling you, control and money. That's interesting. That's all it's about. I got to tell you, I was with a climate crazy on Saturday night. And she, there were some younger kids there. My son, Peyton, was there because he had um, his fall break. And she said, well, I mean, I wouldn't even bother having children if I were you because there's going to be no earth for them to live on. And I looked at her, I'm like, can you please just stop? Yeah. Stop. Yeah. And I, I didn't even want to get into it with, the, you know, the information that she's been reading because I just wanted her to shut the hell up. Yeah. Let us enjoy our evening. Stop scaring our children. They just got out of COVID, right. you idiot. And but of me, course, she doesn't have kids, so she right. doesn't. She wasn't in the fight like yeah. we were. Just as so they, she's su- just looking from the outside. Just as they suppress the scientists who who uh, in the COVID, they suppress the scientists who combat this whole hysteria yeah. on climate change. Let's go to Tony and Roselle. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning. I'm curious about this money that they released. To Iran, because it's fungible, and you know there's no way to be sure that they spent it on humanitarian purposes. When I give, when I do things for the homeless, I buy them food directly. I don't give them the cash because I don't know where it's going. Why didn't we just ship them, you know, barges of rice, barges of medicine, barges of clothing, and, and deduct it off their balance? That's a that's a good idea. I mean, I don't know why. I don't know why the government does anything that they do, but uh, right. apparently. President Biden's going to come out from hiding today. And have a <laughs> the lid's conference. up. Great. <laughs> they lifted the lid. Marty in Naperville, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning. A couple things on this climate change real quick. I was just in Florida, and I'm never going back because that 1.5 degrees extra of heat is killing me down there, so I'm never <laughs> going back. Uh, second of all, if, if we got if six billionaires involved with these hostages and we got the hostages back, why don't we just say no? You're not getting your six billion dollars. Pretty simple. Well, it's, not, it's so, I think it's at a bank in Qatar. Qatar, Doha. Me. Yes, in Doha. Just, oh, it's in Doha. Check. in Doha. Come on. Well, just take we it got back. the hostages back. Don't give them the money. Right. Well, that was one of my questions to Mike Boss. I want. Yeah, know, we're going to. Why him. can't we just simply? Mike Boss is going to join us at the top of the seven o'clock yeah. hour because we have to ask him the yeah. big question: yeah. Scalise, Jordan, or now possibly right. Kevin, Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy. He's back in the race, and you can ask him about that, too, as well. Uh, let's go to, to I like Oklahoma, Big Cabin, Oklahoma. Where is Big Cabin, Oklahoma, Carl? What's Good your morning. Name? It is uh, just southeast uh, or southwest of Joplin a little ways. Um, I'm going back to where the guy said, uh, one uh, politician said we need to take out Iran's uh, oil refiners. That's not a bad idea. But first, we need to take out their military base that's called Palestine, occupied by the hot Iranian yep. fighters. Yep. Just take them out and send, send them back to Iran. In war, there's this thing. There, yeah. In war, there's this thing called collateral damage. 
and that is civilians die. Get ready, because there's going to be a bunch of civilians die. They already have just been. the way war is. You all know and that they're going to use their hostages as human land. shields. You know that, right? Yeah, yep. that is stupid. what it is. It's yep. war. All right, thanks. Okay, Amy, yes. about that $6 billion. So I'm reading an article from <coughs> CNN. Uh, but basically, do you, it's not taxpayers' money. It's Iran's money right, that the it's U.S. Ir- that put. Right, that we held with help right. from them. So um, uh, America is saying uh, they're gonna, they'll be strict about how they can – but Iran is saying we're going to spend that money however we want to spend. Yeah, I mean, you think they care what John Kirby yeah. crying, crying John Kirby has to say? Yeah, about no. that? No, no, they're going to spend no. it as, as they right. want. And how, well, who's to say that some front shell um, shell company won't get put up where they're buying so-called humanitarian products and it's actually arms? Rich in Indian Head Park. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Uh, yes. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, John. Morning, nice buddy. talking to you guys again. Um, what I wanted to say is, I keep hearing uh, the description of Hamas as being animals. Well, you know, these people are worse than animals. Animals, uh, they'll kill or survive, but these people are killing out of hatred. I think that's a big difference, you know, and it continues to happen. And we even have people in our uh, government, in the Congress, who are condoning this, like to leave in Omar. And I think these people, I know you have the freedom of speech, but I think these people should be thrown out of Congress. That's my opinion. You guys have a nice day. Thank you. Thanks, Rich. It's what Chicago is talking about. It's Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan and Amy on AM560, The Answer. If you're looking for the latest news, insight into what it means, and the sharpest opinion, there's only one station in Chicago where you can turn, and it's this one. We're AM560, The Answer. Good morning, another busy day. We're John Anthony from Black and Right Radio here on AM560 on Saturdays from 4 to 7. 4 to 7. Oh, thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. It's always, every time you fill in. Every time. We have something yeah. catastrophic yes. or something, you know, newsworthy that affects you our know why, right? It affects our culture. You know um, that always happens when you fill in. Why? You know why? Joe Biden's president. Oh, exactly. <laughs> well, Sleepy Joe, I don't know. He was tired yesterday. He, he um, 11 Americans killed. Mm. Americans possibly held, being held kidnapped, including two here in Evanston, and which she also goes to Deerfield High School. Um, couldn't come out, couldn't speak yesterday. Mm. He, he worked a half day yesterday, and they kept saying, talking about a presidential lid. Yeah. All right, so uh, the president, uh, the White House called a lid on, on the president at 11.46 a.m. this morning. Given what is going on, John, why would that be? Well, the lid means that he doesn't have any more public-facing events. It doesn't mean that the president's not working, and he absolutely is working. Uh, he had a, uh, another update this morning with his national security team. He stayed updated throughout the day. Uh, he's going to be talking to foreign leaders later this afternoon. Uh, there'll be a public component to that in terms of at least making it clear what that conversation was like and, and what the details of it were. We'll be putting that out and making sure people know uh, what that conversation was about. Is the president at but the is, White House right now, John? Still- he is indeed, yes. All right, so why, why put a lid on today? It, you know, I mean, there would, might be multiple opportunities when he might want to come out and address some of what's going on, given this urgent situation. You've got American hostages in Israel and nine Americans dead. So doesn't that seem like a little odd to do on a, on a Monday? 
Uh, a lid, again, is an administrative decision about whether or not there's a scheduled public event uh, after the fact. Okay. Uh, but obviously, lids can be lifted. Lids can be changed. You know that. You've covered the White House. Uh, I don't have any public uh, events to speak to today. Mm -hmm. I can assure you and I can assure the American people that the president is staying up to date, has been throughout the, the, the extent of this he, crisis. Yeah, he can we'll stay up all he wants, but he's not leading on this issue. No. And with one of the best tweets I saw was from Robert Greenway. He's our next guest, director of the Center for National Defense at the Heritage Foundation. His tweet, yep, in contacting the grieving families of the nine Americans, now 11 Americans killed in the horrific attack. I haven't heard that he's done so. He did have a lovely barbecue, I understand. <laughs> With that, let's welcome Robert Greenway back to the program. Good morning, Mr. Greenway. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me. So fill us in on this barbecue because a lot of people don't know about it. It's it's still a bit surreal. It's it's incredibly shocking. This is the most horrific attack uh, in the history of the state of Israel, which is saying something. They've had a turbulent past. Everybody knows it. It's apocryphal for sort of a persistent conflict. And yet, in its 75-year history we're, we're celebrating this year, this is the most deadly day they've had, the, the, the most significant attack since 9-11. As you said, now 11 Americans killed. I don't know how many are wounded as yet, and many could be held hostage. And the president decided to not only work two half-day schedules, but hold a previously scheduled barbecue for White House staff. It just looks so incredibly tone deaf. It's just indescribable. And they had a band and they had and it was in the Rose Garden so people could hear it. I mean, it's completely tone deaf, as you said. It is. And it doesn't inspire confidence. And of course, that's what got us into this. And, and it's uh, frustrating because this was not uh, something that needed to occur. Bad things do happen. But this was not inevitable. And the, the administration, unfortunately, is pursuing a course that has has led to this and has fed the very people responsible for conducting these attacks uh, with the resources necessary to do so. And so you'd think there'd be a reversal and you think that there would be at least this point some recognition of that failure. But there has not been, just as there wasn't after the failed withdrawal from Afghanistan. So Hamas's goal is to end the occupation of Israel and the complete destruction of Israel. Why did Hamas do it now? I mean, could it be because of the pending deal between Israeli and Saudi Arabia? So there's no question that's part of it, but it's important to understand here that Hamas is a franchise. It is a wholly owned subsidiary of Tehran and the Islamic Republic of Iran, which this administration has been appeasing since they took office in 2021. And so Hamas is acting on behalf of, they are armed, equipped, supported, and funded by Tehran, who now is flush with cash because the administration has written them significant checks and has allowed them to export oil, which, which we in the previous administration prevented them largely from doing. And so last year they made $50 billion. This year they'll make over 70. The $6 billion sitting in Qatar on account and in their account now for their use uh, is just a small drop in the bucket. And the arms and equipment and the training provided to Hamas was, was, was provided by Tehran who no doubt is trying to expand the conflict and overwhelm Israel, assuming the United States administration will continue to appease and will not stop them. And Robert, where does Russia fit in this? Because I know, I remember reading a, an article from foreignpolicy.com, I believe it was, and it talked about the, the ever-growing closeness that uh, Russia and Iran uh, had developed. You think, because I saw that Putin is, was trying to say that Ukraine was part of the funding of of, of, of Hamas. Hamas, but we know yeah, right. Russia is very close with Hamas. And what what type of what what have they done to facilitate this? Because you think about 
how they're getting these weapons over into Iran. Well, it's Russia, North Korea, Correct. China, right? Correct. The axis of evil. Um, how, what part does Russia play in this? So I, I wouldn't ascribe to them too great a role in this, other than to say that Russia, like Iran, is exploiting American weakness, and that's what led to the invasion of Ukraine. Uh, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them to do it uh, on a greater scale. Russia's role in this now is probably going to be going to be seen more in subsequent moves. If this conflict expands, and I expect it very well might, when Hezbollah in Lebanon becomes involved in this, another surrogate and proxy for Tehran, Syria is not far behind, and Russia has a, an active military presence supporting Bashar al-Assad in Damascus in Syria right now. Yeah. And I would not be surprised if at some point in time uh, we see the Assad regime then take common cause with Hamas and with Hezbollah, with whom they're affiliated. And Russia has been enabling uh, both of them. There's no question about it. Do you think that this is going to lead, though, to World War III? I mean, will this encourage China to invade Taiwan? And then we'll have those, you know, this I, World War III. Well, look, there, there's a possibility of escalation, there's no doubt. Uh, that's the intent. I mean, Hamas hasn't done something like this. Tehran hasn't directed something like this uh, in, in its history. And I think now they see an opportunity to get regional escalation, which would bring Israel to its knees. And without the U.S. to support them, that could happen. And this is why it's so important that the U.S. has to reverse course now and recognize the source of the problem. If we don't stop this, if we don't contain it to just Gaza, if, if Lebanon becomes involved, Syria, Iraq, Yemen could become involved, then this could well escalate well beyond a regional conflict. And look, our southern border is wide open. If we think that operatives uh, acting on behalf of Tehran and Hamas and Hezbollah are not active in the United States and taking advantage of the poorest and open border we have right now, we're mistaken. We're, we're sorely mistaken. And, and we're fooling ourselves. We've only captured what? They said 300 known terrorists that were on the list. But we also we have 1.5 million gotaways, and there have to be some terrorists in that 1.5 million, don't you think? Oh, there's no absolutely, there's no question about it. And when you say only over 100 or whatever on the terrorist watch list, I mean that's a radical. It's a it's a, it's an unbelievable shift. One is too many. When you get into the hundreds, it's it's ridiculous. You have to assume that the the real number is much larger than that, and I'm certain that it is. When are we going to find out whether or not any of these hostages are Americans? I know we have two women, a mother and daughter from Evanston, who were there visiting family members. They were at a kibbutz uh, a mile and a half from the Gaza Strip, and they, no one has heard from them. They don't know if they're dead or alive at this point. Um, but when do you think we'll know, and what can we do about it? Well, on the, on the when will we know question, I think that that'll come in the next couple of days. Some of, Unfortunately, some of the only witnesses to the abductions, to the hostage-taking, are unfortunately dead. Some are wounded uh, and some, you know, probably being accounted for missing. They may announce and they may release the names and identities if they're even aware of them. That may come. In terms of what we do about it, this is, of course, one of the reasons they took these hostages is to complicate recovery. Mm. And so working with Israel, the United States and Israel are some of the most uh, capable in the business. And I'm, I'm well familiar with both. Uh, capabilities. And uh, so in that sense, uh, you know, we, we've got tremendous options available, but none of them are good yeah. and none of them are going to be easy. And the situations in which they are probably being held in Gaza in underground tunnels uh, is going to be incredibly complex, which is why the president shouldn't be at a barbecue and yep. shouldn't be working half day schedules. I agree. You know, so many people are, are, are discounting Obama's role in this with the I believe it was one point six billion dollars that they sent over in cash. Uh, so many people are harping on the six billion, six billion. I think it was more so that money that was used to fund 
Um, Not if they have sixty billion a year in oil sales, <laughs> right. which I didn't which know I think about we're still until, we're still yeah. quietly buying from Iran as well. Uh, what 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 role does the former president Barack Obama play in this? It's the same policy and it's the same ideas. And and obviously, you know, Biden was the vice president at the time, and many of the people, including you know Mali, who was the special envoy for Iran, and I mean for Iran, in that he's under investigation and on leave, and probably we won't be surprised if he's criminally prosecuted for releasing classified information. And many Iranian agents have been uh, revealed to have been part of the team negotiating with Iran, whom they work for. So this is the same ideas, same crew working to appease Iran and compromise not just the United States, but Israel and our partners and allies in the region, who desperately want us to come to our senses, and I hope we do. Do you think Anthony Blinken, he was talking yesterday about orchestrating a ceasefire with Turkey officials to try and get them to stop? Do you think that's a viable option? It, it's it's insane. I, I, how do we, would anyone have, have preached for a ceasefire after 9-11? Two days after 9-11, would any one of our partners and allies said, hey, I think America needs to sit this one out and, and come to terms with al-Qaeda? Absolutely not. And, and nor should anyone even conceive of such a, an outcome for Israel. They've got work to do, and that work is to eliminate the threat, and it must be done. You know, so after the Ukrainian uh, or the Russian invasion of Ukraine, people put up the Ukrainian flags outside their houses. Everyone's Facebook page had the background of, we stand with Ukraine. And that's not happening with, uh, we stand with Israel. In right. fact, you know, Kylie Jenner and some uh, Mark Hamill, some superstars or Hollywood elite, whatever you want to call them. Um, they put up, you know, we stand with Israel, and they got vilified. Good. So much so that they took it down. I mean, no. if you're going to stand with them, stand mm-hmm. with them. Don't delete the post. Yeah. But isn't it, does it surprise you at all? You're, you're absolutely right. And I think that the you know, as shocking and horrific as the images of the attack itself are, and they are horrific, the response, particularly even in the United States and in Europe, the anti-Semitic response has been absolutely shocking. Yeah. Absolutely shocking. And again, this is where the president plays a key role in setting the tone and saying this is unacceptable. Yeah. This is not the way the United States and not the way the people of the United States respond. It also, by the way, exposes, again, our open southern border, because where are these people coming from? We have no idea. You see demonstrations in New York. You see them in, uh, in, in Florida. You see them elsewhere on college campuses. We don't know where these people came from. Some of them may be American citizens. Some may not be. But the, the threat here has to be addressed. And you're absolutely right that this is an unacceptable response to an unacceptable act. Yeah. Robert, let's forecast. 100 days from now, what what does the Middle East look like? What's America's role? Uh, you hear Lindsey Graham saying, hey, we, let's bomb their oil refineries. Uh, he wants to take the word of Iran and I, the yeah. Ayatollah. Do you, yeah. do you think there's war with Iran in 100 days or so? United States turns, reverses course and does its job, uh, contains the conflict and addresses and confronts the threat in Iran uh, directly with our partners and allies. We won't have a regional escalation in conflict. If they fail to do so, then we will absolutely have a regional conflict. And, and make no mistake, this is still the source of the world's energy, 20 percent of its trade and a lot of its information. Uh, by that, I mean undersea cables that process most of our Internet backbone infrastructure. All of that is at risk immediately if we don't contain this conflict. And so it's not some distant conflict for which we don't have an interest or a stake and there's no impact on us. The impact will be absolutely far more severe than the conflict in Ukraine. All right, we're going to have to leave it there. Robert Greenway, Director of the Center for National Defense at the Heritage Foundation. Always a pleasure having you on and thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Thanks, y'all. Have a great day. You too. And he joined us on our turnkey.proanswer line. 
Connect with Dan and Amy using the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. All right, it's time for In-Depth History with Frank. Good morning, Amy, John Anthony. Nice to hear from you. Um, Today, a little bit off topic of the, the big news, I wanted to talk about something called the Committee of the Whole. Most of our listeners have been to local government board meetings or have seen the local government website, and you see that they have regular board meetings, usually twice a month, and then Committee of the Whole meetings, maybe once or twice a month. These are more freewheeling meetings where they can discuss and debate the issues without the formal motions and things of that nature. Now, what is the origin of this? What is the Committee of the Whole? Why aren't they smaller? Committee of the Whole would be all of the members meeting separately, and it's this different meeting. Well, the origin of this comes from Britain in the early 1600s when the king was more powerful than the parliament. The king, King Charles I in this case, appointed the Speaker of the House, who often stymied debate. So John Pym and other parliamentarians who were growing in power in this period decided they needed to form a new committee of all of the members, royalists and parliamentarians, to debate the issues and not be stymied in their debates. So that is the origin of our Committee of the Whole. goes back to Britain, early 1600s. Listen to Dan and Amy on your smartphone. Download the AM560 mobile app today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Scalise or Jordan or possibly Kevin McCarthy. Good Tuesday morning, Amy Jacobson here. John Anthony from Black and White Radio is filling in for Dan Proft again today. Buddy. Thanks for having me. I'm having a ball. The past two days have been good. I know. Well, there's always breaking news when you fill in, so yeah. uh, I wouldn't want to be with anybody else, that's for sure. Thank you. Um, so that's the big choice. Uh, there was a meeting last night behind closed doors with Republicans as they fight to choose a speaker, and Stephen Scalise said, no, nope, McCarthy is not running. Kevin didn't jump in. Jim and I are the two that are running. And what you had a lot of people saying is, look, whoever is the one that emerges... That's who we're going to get behind. With more on that, let's welcome to the program U.S. Representative for Illinois' 12th Congressional District, Mike Boss. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Or Congressman? Hi, Amy. Hi, John. Hey, buddy. How you Sorry, doing? things got a little casual there. I didn't mean to put that <sighs> I do that all the time. All right, so you were at the meeting yesterday, and just tell us what happened. You know, it was actually um, cordial, um, would be a good way to describe, in comparison to our last several meetings. Uh, it wasn't, uh, even though we, I know many of us wanted to get back to the work, unfortunately, we were, have been treading on territory that none of us have ever ex- uh, experienced. Uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, we're, we've got a mayor, or a mayor pro temp, a um, speaker pro temp that's doing the job exactly the way it was uh, meant to be. Uh, we, last night was not a vote. It was an airing out so that we can come together the rest of today and this evening and try to come up with an answer, trying for unity, um, because the thing is we must be united when you only have a four-seat majority, actually three-seat now because, remember, uh, Stewart uh, stepped down because of family issues. So uh, the thing is uh, I I think there are – you know, there there is – 
although the claims there's two in the running, I think there's three in the running. I really do. I still think there's going to be several people that vote for Kevin McCarthy. Um, and uh, it'll be, of course, this weekend was an exact reason why we should have not went down this path at a time when the world is in uproar um, and, and we don't have a speaker uh, where we can advance and give a reaction when Israel comes under attack or the different things that occur like this. So we need to get together. Um, we need to hash it out. Um, I don't believe what the eight did were was right. I think you and I have talked about that. I know John and I have talked about yeah. that. Uh, but but uh, I don't think what they did was correct. Uh, but we are where we are, and we have to deal with it now. Well, who are those eight supporting, and who are you supporting? I am really weighing out um, who's going to um, come forward with a plan, a true plan to move us forward and not and, – and I, I tell you what, I'm also one that is, is trying desperately to figure out who's going to also work to get rid of that ridiculous rule where one person yep. can sink the ship. Um, I, I don't think that's the way to have it. I think a good idea would be to maybe have uh, a third would, of the people would uh, – uh, of members are 24 members or 20, however members we can work on the number that it would come together or we could allow it where one person can make the motion uh, if you don't have the 24 but if you do and it fails you lose all your committee assignments Ooh. I'm just saying okay so congressman who are you supporting we had Darren LaHood on <laughs> and he said he's all in for Scalise and are you yeah. Jordan Scalise or McCarthy I don't or are you undecided I'm undecided. I really am undecided. And, and the reason for that is, is because I really want to hear. Now, let me tell you early on, uh, uh, my vote, and, and I want you to know this, is, is I, I told Steve Scalise uh, that because I think he had – and let me tell you why. Um, and I, Jim Jordan and I have had this conversation. Jim believes he can unite them, and that's fine. Um, and, and, and I'm all for that. But why in the world would we give up Jim Jordan as the chairman of the committee that he's on when he's doing such a great job as going aggressively after Biden and, 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 and this situation? And he knows it inside and out. And when you become speaker, you can't focus on that one area. You have to be broadly spread across each issue that we're dealing with. And so this is the conversations I've had with Jim. I think Jim, the, the bright side is we have very good choices. But then the question is, when we make that choice, which one of them is going to appease everybody all the time and not constantly be worried about somebody's going to make a motion to vacate the chair? And, and, and Jim says, well, I can unite them. Well, you, you can, the conservatives. That was seven. But what are you going to do with Nancy? Right. If all of a sudden a week from now, we're all running and we're working and we, we put forward a, a, a more conservative bill than Nancy wants. Will Nancy then all of a sudden make a motion to vacate? So, you know, this is the conversations that are going on. So right, in before, answer to your question. Yeah, in answer to my question, yes. Three, three good people. My early instincts are Steve Scalise, and I, I told him that I, I think I'd be going that way. Uh, but we've watched a lot of things happen over this weekend. All right, one more question on this before we move on. Um, you, you, all of you in that room do realize that you cannot have two people running. You, you have to pick one candidate in order to get those 218 votes. In the House. 
Well, let me let me tell you this. The conversation between all of us is when we leave the room, everyone will agree and we're going to go out and we're not going to go through with what we did with Kevin. Good. Yeah, we're going to be bound. Congressman, um, where's the movement on the eight? The people because the eight are basically holding it up. Everything. Um, Right. Who where are they aligning Um, the eight uh, Mace and Gates and. The, uh, all the people, the good, I think it was Congressman Nancy good. said Jim Jordan, and okay. I believe Matt Gates said Jim Jordan. Yeah, yeah, majority of them are Jordan. Okay, yeah. okay, that's good to know. Majority of them are Jordan. So why not Why not allow that whole motion to vacate to enter into a committee and allow the committee to vote on it, and then it heads out to the House floor? That's probably what's going to happen. Okay, okay, because I, I agree with you. Remember, remember this. Kevin McCarthy was put in a box by 24 mm-hmm. to make sure that was in there. Right. Uh, and, and, and that's what drug things out over and over and over and over again. And what's really wild is everything but the motion to vacate, everything but the motion to vacate, the people that went out after uh, – and I'm, I'm passionate over old stuff. But when, when, when the, the, the rules that the 24 went out and claimed, boy, we got those rules – you do know that we voted on all those rules except the motion to vote vacate five weeks before the Kevin McCarthy votes. Okay. All right. So what's the plan for today and tomorrow? We are going to get together. We will probably uh, uh, we're going to we're going to have the votes. We're going to have, but you know, I mean, you're, you're going to the way it normally works is you go in the room and then you'll have a, a according to our rules, uh, we'll have nominations from two minute nominations. Um, and then uh, two uh, seconds can come for each one of those nominations, um, and then there will be a vote. Uh, it will be a, uh, a secret ballot, um, and then that will be counted, and then we'll figure out where we are. If there were three, if there's not three that were voted on, one with the least amount of votes steps out, then it's to two, and then uh, when it's said and done, the Committee or the committee, the, the the conference last night was very clear that we will all stick together with the one who wins. Yeah. So, I hope that their word is their bond. Up until this session, usually um, in all legislative bodies I've been in, the word is the bond. I hope that that comes back. Yeah, Congressman, what's the mood on Capitol Hill about what's? I don't know if I don't know if I had you on Friday on Sean Thompson's show or Saturday on my show. Um, I don't. Was it Saturday you you came on my show? I think it was Friday. Oh, Friday. Okay, so uh, the attack hadn't happened. What's the mood well, you're on Capitol Hill? Radio's Heimer. Yeah, it I happens. Am. <laughs> totally, it happens. Yeah. What's the mood on Capitol Hill about what's happening in Israel and 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 the urgency of getting the Speaker of the House? Uh, because there's nothing that can happen that to help Israel sure. at this time. That is. That's what's driving it. Even to the point that we ask if the um, if if the uh, Chair, uh, I'm sorry, it's a speaker pro temp yeah. had that power to move forward with, with a resolution. We're trying to make sure uh, to find that, that out. Uh, so it, it, that's why it came up early on, so you know, in the conversation. Yeah. Um, so you know uh, uh, our chairman of, of the, uh, the committee that's over all of that, he is working and he is being advised uh, in the skiff uh, of, of – classified information and being kept abreast. So we are able to do that, yeah. at least, where, where he is ready uh, and, and his committee can be ready. 
Um, so we're, we're ready for that. But, but the mood is, except for the squad, Republicans and Democrats alike are ready to denounce this terrorist attack and, the, and send a clear message that we are standing with, with, with Israel. Right. Uh, you understand from, from what you've seen around this nation uh, that there's about three or four uh, that are not, even to the point that one uh, has hung a Palestinian flag outside of her office. Mm. Wow. Um, wow. Rashida Talib, who would name it? Cory Bush. Mm-hmm. Or Cory Bush, which one? No. No, Rashida. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And, and it is. Um, I, it's insane is what it is. I, don't, I do not know who could stand with terrorists and how you can justify women and children. You know what? If it is a war where you have someone uh, in, in a military uniform fighting a military uniform and the, and the battles of B and you support a country or whatever, but this is terrorist. That, that's all it is. And Congressman, you know this because you served, you served as a Marine. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and you know what evil is. Yes. And evil is when you, you, you gun a pregnant woman down. Mm. Evil is when you drag old people into the streets. Evil is w- walking into uh, a, a, a place where people are just living their lives and start shooting at random. Yeah. Hey, Congressman, why, why is the Biden administration um, talking about a ceasefire with, with Turkey um, for Israel, but not Ukraine? Why is there no discussion of a ceasefire with Ukraine and Russia? It always it always amazes me this group that will always want to play to Iran and that group of known terrorists. And I've never tried to figure I've never been able to figure that out except for they're trying to go after a group of voters that I don't understand. Okay, I, I don't. I know our freedom of speech, and our freedom of speech is is um, granted to all people. Yeah. But the anger you feel when there are people who are praising what the Nazis did, mm. and then people who are praising what Hamas and, and all of these are doing. I don't get that. Yeah. Because if because you're siding with terrorists, either way, either way. And and, and Congressman, this is and, one and, of this is one of the reasons why I know it may I know it's not going to happen now, but I would have loved to have seen a Trump um, nomination for Speaker of the House to to, to no, get in there. I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, other. his ability to yeah. I mean, he, he's shown that he can lead. I know, but I don't think he would have gotten 218 votes. Yeah. Never but know. I, but I can tell you this, but I can tell you this, regardless of how you feel about Jordan or how you feel about um, uh, uh, Scalise, Kevin McCarthy showed leadership in, an, in how he had presented a plan yesterday. On, and, and what's really wild is you don't even have a president to come out and speak about it, but you had – a person who is no longer the Speaker of the House, but as a member of Congress, he still stepped forward and, and said, look, here's a plan, and here's what you need to know about Israel. Here's what, you need to, what we need to be doing. Yeah. Because a leader stands forward as a leader. Yep. And, and that, that, that shows 
And like I said, regardless, that's water under the bridge about the eight and everything like that. But he's a leader. Yeah. Now, he's going to go on. He's going to write books. He's going to do this, but like other speakers. But I think it's funny that I, I listened to a member, and I won't say which one it was, but they were on a talk show yesterday, last night even. And, and, and well, first off, Matt Gates had no right to say Kevin McCarthy shouldn't be speaking because the reality is each member of Congress has just the same right to speak because if anybody shouldn't speak, it shouldn't be Matt Gates. But, um, but that being said, another person was on the news last night and, and being interviewed. And what she said was, she said that, well, first off, she didn't regret with what, what she did with McCarthy. That being said, what what she said also was is that we need a leader, but she was involved with throwing the leader out. Wow. And 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 the leader chose, you know, and I, I don't get it. Yeah. I just don't get it. Yeah. All right, uh, Congressman, we're going to have to leave it there for today. Congressman hey. Mike Boss, U.S. Representative for Illinois' twelfth congressional district. Wait, he's saying something. Oh, what did you want to say, Congressman? All I want to say is we're going to get it, we're, we're going to work through this and we're going to be better because of it. All right, Amen. thank you so much. And he joined us on our Turnkey.pro answer line. The more you listen, the more you listen, the more you'll know. This is Chicago's morning answer. Morning answer on AM five sixty. The answer. America first with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at three on AM five sixty. The answer. Oh, so much to talk about. Where do we start? How about with the Amundsen Park Fieldhouse? Apparently, the idea has been put on hold to change it, to to give it over to the migrants or the illegals. But yesterday, they still had a protest right in front. They're fighting till the bitter end. And here's one guy, Mr. Ray. Bringing them into our community right now, it it could be dangerous because we don't know who they are. We don't know if they're terrorists. We don't know if they're uh, criminals. But... We do know that there's some good people in that group. You're asking us to stop what we've done, change our lifestyles, and disrupt our community. We are not for that. So what is the latest? With that, we'll welcome back to the program Alderman Ray Lopez from the Fighting 15th Ward. Good morning, Mr. Lopez. How are you? Good morning, everyone. Happy Tuesday and happy belated Columbus Day to all your listeners. Oh, thank you. Yes, we're the C words back. Uh, people were saying Columbus Day, but well, but also for Chicago Public Schools, it says it's Indigenous People yeah. Day on the calendar. But anyway, it's coming, it's gone, and there was no, uh, everything went smoothly with their parade yesterday, so that's good. So tell me about Amundsen Park, because I've been trying to reach out to the aldermen. There's conflicting reports. Some say that they've handed, the employees have handed the keys over to the city. And then we're waking up this morning to hear that maybe the deal has been postponed. Do you know any inside information? Well, it definitely sounds as though the plan to move out the programs and bring in the asylum seekers is put on hold at the moment. I believe my colleague, Alderman Chris Talaferro, made a statement saying that the mayor has heard you, referring to the community. Um, but I think that's going to set the mayor's policy of trying to house these individuals back a couple hundred feet considering that just a month ago he told every alderman that when we call them, no, they are coming. And apparently that doesn't apply to the west side or to when people rise up against him. So he's drawn a line in the sand, retreated, and now he's going to have to try and figure out where to house these thousands of asylum seekers arriving every day. Well, i got to tell you, I'm pretty upset because I know a lot of people that protested outside the Broadway armory, but we, we're not black, so we don't matter. 
I mean, this seems like a racial issue. You know, if they, if he pisses off the black community, then he'll make changes. But the white folks and Hispanics, you know, whether it be at Garfield Park or the Broadway Armory, because of the color of our skin, that we don't matter. Because they're they have three courts at Amundsen. There's six courts at Broadway that could be used to house, you know, kids that he wants to see off the streets on, you know, Friday and Saturday nights. Well, absolutely. I think that either we're all in this or we're not. And you can't have different rules for different neighborhoods when it comes to addressing this crisis. I said from the very beginning that we he needs to have a clarion call to the entire city to say this is what we all need to do. But if you're going to start picking and choosing who has to do it and who doesn't, then nobody's going to do it. I want our Broadway Armory back. What about uh, Gage Park in your ward? What's the latest? Is that you know, Do you really think they're going to be out of there in six months? Not at the rate we're going and not if the mayor is allowing communities to reject whether or not they come. To be perfectly honest, seeing what happened uh, over the past two days, I'm worried that now that you're going to jeopardize Gage Park as a shelter because if you're allowing the community to say no in protest, What's to stop Gage Park to rightfully say we want our park back too? Then, that's uh, wow. That's wow. Pr- pretty incredible stuff. Uh, also incredible, the numbers are in for that uh, <laughs> NASCAR race. Uh, Chicago spent three point five million dollars, and how much did we get in return? Maybe six hundred thousand. Yeah, about six hundred twenty thousand dollars. So uh, was it worth it? And then why are we doing this nonsense again next summer? Well, no one ever accused Lori Lightfoot of being a mathematical genius, that's for sure. Um, But clearly, we did not get the direct benefit that we were hoping or even breaking even. And I think that that shows just how poorly this was negotiated. Look, I'm all for events that bring people to the city, that create new uh, amusement and and spectacles in the city of Chicago. But like Lollapalooza and other events, they should be required to pay for whatever upgrades, changes, and impact that they have on the city of Chicago. It shouldn't be on the taxpayers. And I would have hoped that our mayor, our new mayor, Brandon Johnson, would have negotiated that fact. Um, but we're not sure because, once again, we are all left in the dark with Alderman Riley and Alderman uh, Conway both saying they had no idea that this was happening again despite their concerns. The head of the Transportation Committee, Socialist Daniel Espada, said he had no idea or input. So, you know, we're back in the dark uh, yeah. under this administration on what's going on with these events. Well, Amy, they're coming for your white privilege, so that's what they're coming for. So oh, you got to okay. understand this. This is decades oh, long, my kids centuries are long of pent-up frustrations on white privilege. But, Alderman, um, I, I, I saw that you made a comment about what happened over in Israel. But, you know, those usual suspects, the, the communist part of, of Chicago, um, I haven't seen much from them what, what what's the feel like oh. about what's happening in chicago as it relates to the israeli uh, attack by hamas well actually i will say that our health and human service human relations chairman rosana rodriguez sanchez the uh deputy communist in charge of city council uh was very quick to put blame on israel for what had happened never mind that this is a terrorist organization striking at uh at the innocent civilian grandmothers and children of of Israel, um, we cannot, cannot negotiate with terrorists or or bend our knee to their bizarre thinking that violence is the cure-all for all of their social ills. And it should be no surprise 
that the same people who enable the neighborhood terrorists, those domestic terrorists we like to call gangs in the city of Chicago, mm-hmm. are also enabling the terrorists that exist on the world stage. Wow. And even Mayor Brandon Johnson's handpicked housing committee chair for the Chicago City Council, Byron Sigcho Lopez, he Saturday, or excuse me, Sunday, he was out there saying this. On the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. On the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Brothers and sisters. We're attacking our brothers and sisters and siblings. We cannot be quiet. We must denounce it. We must organize. What in God's name is going on there? You know, it's it's amazing that people forget that they take an oath every time they're elected and sworn in to uphold and defend our Constitution and our way of life. Mm-hmm. And to sit there and use the same tropes that terrorists use from the river to the it's, sea. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a calling card yep. that the terrorists use to annihilate Israel. It's not just morally wrong. It's it's, it's you are unpatriotic. Mm. You are anti-American, and you are pandering for the sole purpose of, of just being able to grab the microphone and say you stood up for some cause. Yeah, They have enough causes in this city right now that they don't need to jump into international waters, so to speak, and pretend like they are going to solve an issue which has been centuries old. Yeah, But clearly they don't care. They don't care about how many children have died, how many grandmothers were set on fire, how many women have been taken hostage. All of those things are optional in their mind mm. as we discuss the scenario that's unfolding in front of us now. Hey, Congressman, I don't know, I don't know the numbers. You just called him a congressman. I mean, well, you want him to be a hey, congressman, which we'll ask you about. In that's a second. later, though. I'm sorry. Planning ahead, I love it. <laughs> uh, Alderman, uh, um, do we have a breakdown of ethnic uh, ethnicities? or countries as it relates to the people that have come into our uh, the city of Chicago or the state of Illinois? Does Chicago have, like, are people coming from um, uh, P- Palestine? Are they coming from Iran? Do we have a breakdown of that? Because I fear, I fear that these small-cell terrorist groups are starting to set up in small cities. I guarantee they're already set up. But do we have those numbers? Or, or it, Where should we look? Where can someone go look to determine the breakdown of the people that are coming into the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois? Well, I can tell you that every week the mayor's team sends out a a breakdown of who and where people are coming from. And it's a twofold problem, to be honest. And that is that, one, since no one is coming with IDs or papers or birth certificates, we're basically taking the thousand or so people at their word for who they are, where they come from, and what their background is. But in the latest arrivals that we got last week, you know, we've seen that, you know, 200 and, excuse me, we had 400 people from Venezuela, two that were unknown, three from Ecuador, 17 from Colombia, one from the Honduras. So we get a a breakdown of where they're basically coming from. Of all the new arrivals to date, 7,500 have been from Venezuela, but we also have some coming from Angola, Brazil, Guatemala, uh, Nicaragua, Ecuador, Peru. And that's assuming that they are from those countries. So places where Iran has tentacles, then, basically what you're saying. These, these are places where and Iran has tentacles. I mean, we've seen Russians come through claiming to be from Central American countries. Wow. We've seen Chinese individuals come through claiming to be from South American countries. But we're not allowed, 
because of our laws to question them. Oh, my God. Because we just have to assume and respect their human dignity that they are telling us the truth. And this is where the efforts by myself to try to limit and restrict the welcoming city ordinance or by like Alderman Beal and Napolitano to make this a ballot measure, this is where we need to inject some common sense into this debate because if you just take anyone's word for anything, mm -hmm. of course they're going to lie to you if they're here to do something bad. Now, the majority of these people are pro I'm sure are probably good people just looking for a new start. Fine. But we can't verify that. And, you know, there's an old adage to trust but verify, and we're verifying nothing. And that's only going to become exponentially more dangerous as we're seeing instead of 1,000 people a week, 1,000 people a day. All right, Alderman Lopez, real quick. Uh, you want a new job. Tell us about it. <laughs> you know. Looking for I a new line of work, I'm aren't you? For, <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment. Um, but I know that all a lot of the problems that we're seeing, especially now in the city of Chicago, are beyond our reach because they all stem from Washington, mm -hmm. D.C. Yep. Their problems have become our problems, so I'm going to become their problem. And we are going to fix this. We're going to talk about things that they don't want to talk about. There's no problem, in my opinion, that we cannot address, whether it's national security, whether it's a complete overhaul of the tax system, helping working families, or right now, addressing immigration. I'm tired of hearing that, oh, it's a hot-button issue, we can't address it. That's what they're sent there to do, to address the issues, to make tough decisions, and to do some work. And rather than do that, our members of Congress are all talking about you know, Taylor Swift outfits and the monopoly of Ticketmaster while our borders are being overrun and our security has been compromised. So I'm in it for the 4th District, and we're going to make it happen and show that common sense can prevail in, in the city, county, and country again. All right. Is there anywhere uh, people can go to get more information about your campaign? All platforms, on the, uh, social media, uh, Twitter, Raymond a., at Raymond A. Lopez, um, we have websites, Facebook, you name it. You, You've got it there. there with you too. All right, Alderman, we'll leave it there for today. Thank you so much Thank for you. making time because um, I know you have a breakfast meeting to attend, so we always appreciate your information and your time. So God bless. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. It's like a hot, steaming cup of information to start your day. It's Chicago's morning answer on AM 560. The answer. You know, non-blondes can have blonde moments, too. <laughs> you know what a blonde moment is. I do. Right? Where you kind of go off and like, whoa, where'd you go? Uh, Joe Biden had a blind moment. A blonde moment. Blonde See, I'm already moment. messing this up. The blonde, <laughs> blonde is messing moment. it up. On Friday, he was, you know, telling that, you know, this just in the press loves to cover negative news. Uh -huh. So, like, why can't you find something about a dog in a lake? I turn on the television, and there's not a whole lot about boy safe dog as he swims in the lake, you know. To say, you know, it's about, you know, somebody pushed the dog in the lake. I mean, I, I get it, but if you just listen to what's going on around the world, there's reason for people to be concerned. Yeah. There's reason for people to be concerned what's going on with in Russia. They be concerned about what's going on in other parts of the world. I think that... The American people are smart as hell and know what their interests are. Okay. What's, did that make any sense to you? 
he went to Egypt, back to Poland, <laughs> back to the. He started with a dog in a lake, and then he pushed the dog in, but the dog saves the boy. Oh, like the like he kicked the dog. Ooh. Oh. It's like a hot, steaming cup of information to start your day. It's Chicago's morning answer on AM five sixty. The answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Good Tuesday morning, Amy Jacobson here, John Anthony in for Dan Proft, who's going to be back tomorrow from his fishing trip, and we'll see whether or not he caught the big one when he was fishing with his Man friends, he went on a mancation, don't you know? With his bros. Yes, and he's, uh, I'm sure he will be back and have a lot to say about the war in Israel. And we just wanted to keep you updated. According to WGN News, they said um, of the 100 plus hostages taken, more than 50 family members have been contacted so that they know um, that they're being held, obviously, against their will. But that's just an update on that front. Wow. All right, $14 billion to modernize what exactly? Let's start there with Mark Glennon. He's founder and executive editor of WirePoints, wirepoints.com. Good morning, Mr. Glennon. How are you? Amy, John, thanks for having hey, me. Buddy. Very good. Yeah, so uh, a third of the Chicago public schools are, are half empty, but the school wants to do exactly what? Yeah, renovate them, throw money at them, throw money at failing empty schools. Uh, $14.4 billion is... Uh, 50% more than the budget. I mean, this is, of course, in addition to the budget. These schools are already getting an astronomical, you know, nearly $30,000 per student. And, uh, you know, a, a billion of this new infrastructure spending is targeted to go to the district's 20 most empty failing schools where only um, five to, you know, the, the schools are only five to 25% full. And just 8% of the students there can read at grade level. So, you know, this is the <laughs> fine failure and throw money at it. That's, I mean, that's, uh, that's what this is about. And it's so remarkable because we played, you know, a lot of number of CPS schools. And my son played basketball for four years. And we'd go to these schools where they wouldn't have a freshman team. And I said, why? And he said, we only have 52 students. And, and that was at Uplift. And I remember they had 50 teachers, but 52 students. So in, in a case like that, don't you just, isn't it more economically sound to shut that school down? You would think so. Yeah, Douglas High School, capacity for 900 students, just 34 kids are enrolled there. What? Uh, utilization rate, yeah, yeah, you'd see about a 4% utilization rate. This is just madness. And uh, throw money at them. That's the answer. So when they say it's 30K per student, you know, follow the money, what, what do you get for 30K per student? That's like a college tuition right there. Yeah, it, it sure is. I mean, that you know, that's... That's, of course, off the charts by, by national standards, by standards of many schools that are, that are outperforming us. Um, and, uh, you know, why, why can't we just face up to the problem? This is a national problem. There's a lot of failing schools around the country. And, uh, you know, across Illinois, we have this problem in many schools. We have it in Chicago. Just acknowledge it and deal with it. Um, that's what the rest of the country is mostly doing. And uh, we can't have that admission here in Illinois, apparently. Yeah. Mark, I don't know if you – this is how Chicago has affected where I live, down in Joliet. Have you heard about the $8.6 grant that um, Joliet Township received from J.B. Pritzker? Yeah, 
no thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't. I live in migrants. Joliet. I live in Joliet. Well, did you know? Was that a surprise to all of you? Well, we we didn't know that it that it went to the township uh, and not to the mayor's office. It went to the Joliet township and not the mayor's. So the township bought a building for like four hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then now they're going to house people at this this center. I think it's called the Peter Clever P- Peter Peter Claver Center um, in Joliet Township. Uh, I mean, and there was no pushback. There's nothing that 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 the mayor of Joliet can do because uh, Joliet Township is his own autonomy. They they're elected, duly elected, and things of that nature. Are we going to start seeing more of that across the state of Illinois? Well, you know, we are seeing it. That that's a, that's a great point. The lack of transparency, and uh, you know, people in Joliet, of course, had no understanding of this, had no chance to speak up at a, at a particular meeting or anything else. Um, you know, not too far away. You know, we have uh, the, the most insane thing in the world going on, um, uh, eight, $8 billion of taxpayer money being crammed down the throats of people in Mantino to build a, uh, a EV battery factor factory that it will only cost $2 billion wow. and will be owned by a company clearly linked to the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, that's one of their main complaints in Mantino. They're going nuts down there. They're livid is the lack of transparency. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's um, it, the lack of transparency in these things is uh, the, you don't have democracy if you don't have no, transparency. That's true. Mark Lennon, were you uh, of WirePoints, founder and executive editor of WirePoints.org, by the way, not .com, WirePoints.org. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar, I mean, um, where the Garda World contract that was signed? Because in there, if you read the fine print, it says there's going to be tents built in Lake County. Cook County, DuPage County, Will County, McHenry County, and yeah, Kane County. Yeah, not Kendall. Good. Not Ken- well. No, I. Don't, you know what? I, hey, I hey, think it might down. be Kendall County. Down now. But there was talk of possibly putting tents up in the forest preserves because we have all these different groves out in Cook County. Have you heard anything about that? I have not dug into that uh, that contract yet, and uh, it, you know that. The whole debate is just so silly because we're talking about the the fifteen thousand who were sent here uh, that are asylum seekers, but there's millions coming across the border. You know, no one share of that will be hundreds of thousands. Uh, you know, I listened to your earlier segment about uh, the the asylum seekers and you know who's in that mix. We have some understanding of that. Those are the people that come across the border and turn themselves in, yeah. but not even counted are what are called the getaways, yeah. and there's hundreds and hundreds of thousands. Millions. Those are the bad ones. They're, those are the ones that uh, uh, couldn't get asylum if they applied because they've got criminal records or they come from terrorist nations or whatever. We, you know, They're all over, and what, you know, what's it really costing us to, to cover those people? This whole discussion of what we're doing with the 15,000 is, uh, is just a drop in the now. bucket. Sorry for interrupting. It's 18,000 18, now, and New York has 134,000. And we are going to become New York. People don't understand. I keep telling them we're getting uh, 25, they say 20 to 25 buses a day. That's 1,200 a day. Wow. And they're still coming across the border. It has not stopped. The flow of people coming has not stopped. So we are going to become New York. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And, you know, that one thing that needs to be said firmly is do not trust this supposed movement by Pritzker and Biden on cracking down on the border. They threw out a few bones of language about that. There's, you know, the dispute about whether um, some tiny part of the wall is going to be built or whatever. 
But, uh, you know, Pritzker went on national TV and said, well, this is kind of a negotiation thing. We'll, we'll um, uh, try to get comprehensive immigration reform out of this. They're not serious about this. Unless and until you see the border enforced, yep. don't believe anything. That's I my think, point. Don't I believe think, anything. I think that was more to protect Mayorkas from the impeachment inquiry that they want to uh, unleash on him. But, you know, Brandon Johnson, you guys have an article attached to wirepoints.org from WTTW uh, written by Heather Sharon. Brandon Johnson set to unveil spending gap designed to, listen to this, undo trauma and close the $538 million gap. What does it mean that government is going to undo trauma? That sounds like you white people are in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks for the the warning. well, you know, we're, we're to blame for the uh, border crisis, too. Uh, you know, Brandon Johnson was very clear. Well, you know, what we're facing is a threat to democracy, and this is all just a big plan by, by white supremacists, he said. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, you expressly said that last week. In a couple I played of it on my show. I know. Uh, um Yes, I, sorry, but you know, uh, uh, we, we white supremacists, I, I guess we're supposed to be, are not going to be able to fix the border. It's the people in power that got to do that. Uh, I, it, it, it's it's just theater of the abuse of the absurd on this. All right, Mark Lennon, founder and executive editor of WirePoints. You can read all the articles at wirepoints.org. Always a pleasure to have you on, Mark. Thanks so much. Take care. Get the Thank gap. you. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. Listen to the podcast of Dan and Amy from the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. All right, did you hear the latest? Queen Mother has spoken. Hillary Clinton, who's trying to appreciated love trying to keep her nose you know in everybody's business she has a message for you me and you and you and you i wanted Maybe to wear my me. trump hat today pardon i looked for my trump hat i couldn't find it well what's going on i don't know where that's at. unacceptable john anthony yeah. it relates to the story you're talking about i know because she has a message for you trump people you you know you're deplorables, but now she's taking it to the next level. You know how she gets. There wasn't this little tale of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party as it is today. Mm-hmm. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those MAGA extremists, MAGA. Um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members. <laughs> Ooh, 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro answer line, 646-36-DA, then a quick comment. You just recently took the, a, a cro a boat cruise i did did you have a deprogrammer on the ship um they tried to get on when we threw them overboard <laughs> i mean does that insult you anymore or is that just amy first of all you know as i told you nothing offends me i i don't i don't think i could ever be insulted i i think it's i i wear it as a badge of honor i'm a proud car carrying member of this whatever they want to call the trump cult trump extremist um but maga, I'll t- extremist. MAGA extremist. but i'll tell you this uh, the only time I've ever had a conversation with Trump when I, when I was a delegate back in 2016 in Cleveland, and it was very short. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Okay, hey, bye. 
And I took a picture, but I don't know what happened to it because I was told I couldn't share those pictures. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, I'll tell you that in the break. But I think people want us to break now so but, we can tell the story. <laughs> but continue. I mean, the thing is, continue to do that. That's what makes us, um, I think it hardens our resolve and in, in, in our support for Donald Trump. With, when, when people like her, who's a has-been, who's just give it Talk up. Talk about world irrelevant. Stage, I mean, right. She the says that he has no yours. credibility. Right. She has no credibility. Right. The luckiest thing that happened to her was Trump getting into office and he did not pursue right. a criminal case against her for literally having a server with classified documents on her home computer. And then the other one, she said she wiped down. Yeah, because he didn't want to do what Biden is doing to him. Right. Yeah, but they, Biden's this is what, trying to this is what his, they said he was going to do. Though. Biden's trying to keep his son out of jail yeah. while trying to jail his political opponent. All these criminal and civil cases, that's all this is. That's it. It's trying to take that's him it. out of the race. Yep. 312-642-5600. Let's go to Tim in Zion. You're in Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning. Does, does anybody really care what this uh, Hillary Clinton says anymore? I mean, honestly, uh, if any, if anything, she's lost all her following, all her believability uh, from oh, her dead. past actions. You know. All right. Thanks, Tim. I, that's all I gotta say is I just don't believe anything or care. All right. Thanks, Tim. They're well, all dead. She's still, you know, featured on MSNBC all the time. CNN, Amy. All Amy. I mean, they've all either, you know or they're all none of them are alive any of our friends so you know any of our friends. have you looked at the number of people that are associated with the Clintons that and died. that are not here anymore and man didn't land on the moon all right Dave and DeKalb you're on Chicago's morning answer why blue states are emptying prisons like they are are they uh Getting it ready for political prisoners? Oh. Mm. Another conspiracy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, well, you know, there's a lot of conspiracies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, David, hey, Amy, I actually have a hoodie that says, My Rabbit Holes Has Rabbit Holes. My Rabbit Hole? <laughs> my, what? You, know how, you know how people go down rabbit holes? Uh, yeah. So, I'm My Rabbit Holes Has Rabbit Holes. Okay. Well, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> it does. Listen to the podcast of Dan and Amy from the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. Only the biggest stories, only the biggest guests, and only the biggest opinions. This is AM560, The Answer. All right, we have some uh, breaking news. We told you earlier that of the 100-plus hostages taken, more than 50 family members have been contacted. Those who have been contacted, three American, I'm sorry, four American families. There's one woman born and raised in California. She's being held hostage by Hamas. And three other Americans who were in Israel are being held against their will, and their families have been contacted. They just got done having a press conference, and the son of the mother who was missing, you know, they asked him, have you been in contact with Israeli officials? And he said, not a word, nothing. Mm. So you can sense his frustration. I can't even imagine what that family is going through. But while we're negotiating with terrorists or the Israelis are finding out where these people are, uh, Blinken 
wants to have a ceasefire. You know, people were getting raped, kidnapped, slaughtered, and let's have a ceasefire. I don't know if that's the time for that. So with that, let's welcome back to the program Ed Morrissey. You know him, you love him. He's senior editor for HotAir.com. Good morning, Ed. How are you? Good morning, Amy. Thank you so much, and good morning, John. Thank you for having me on. So uh, what about this alleged talks of a ceasefire while we even, you know, there's probably Palestinian militants, Hamas members still inside Israel, and we haven't even gotten the hostages back yet? Yeah, I mean, this was insane, that this was the very first gut instinct response of an American secretary of state is uh, is a, a demonstration of the cowardice of this administration. Your ally has been brutally attacked in the most barbaric fashion possible. Um, and your first instinct is to tell your ally, oh, you should really stop fighting and see if they'll stop fighting. I, I mean, I, I can't even wrap my mind around what a embarrassment, what an embarrassment that is for the United States, what a humiliation it is for the United States. And it doesn't surprise me because, of course, this is the same administration that bailed out of Afghanistan so badly that they had asked the Taliban permission to use the airport for an evacuation. I mean, this is this is part and parcel with this administration. It's, it's disgusting. It's despicable. Everybody involved in that should resign. Are you shocked at America's reaction? I mean, there was a huge protest, a Palestinian or celebration or whatever that was. We had one in Chicago. There was a big one in New York. There was a huge one in London. Uh, what are they celebrating exactly? And, when it, and there was also a huge one in Canada. And I love this, Kate Canada. She tweets out, convoy against mandates, COVID mandates. You know, Trudeau froze their bank accounts. Convoy of actual terrorist sympathizers. Not a peep from Trudeau. No frozen bank accounts. Are we paying attention yet? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that I'm shocked. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm even surprised. I mean, these are people who, uh, you know, Barry Weiss had an excellent uh, piece up today at the Free Press, basically saying this is what decolonization looks like. These are the people that would load news onto the uh, onto the trains and send them off to the camps. Wow. If you and if you think that that isn't that that impulse doesn't exist today. Take a look at what's going on with with um, Democratic Socialists of America. They're the ones that um, did that one in New York, uh, and the the ones in Canada. This is we have not we have not uh, absorbed the never again message, and uh, that's exactly what decolonization looks like. It looks like sending the Jews off to the camps. Well, the, talk about that CNN analyst uh, Aaron David Miller. Yeah, I mean, okay, so, I mean, this is a little bit of a different thing. I'm not going to accuse Aaron David Miller of that. <laughs> this is a, no, no, no. This is a little different thing. But but uh, but Aaron David Miller is um, is a, uh, a Mideast negotiator and a CNN analyst, and apparently not very good at either one of these two things, because even while the attacks were still going on, this is Saturday morning, I believe, uh, while the attacks were still going on, while the IDF was still trying to uh, come up with a response to that, his analysis said the real problem is going to be Israel's response. <laughs> the real problem is going to be Israel's response. Not the terrorism that was going on, not the fact that the Gazans launched a war against Israel, because that is exactly what happened on Friday. Um, the real problem was that Israel was going to respond. And, and I mean, that's just stunning when you think about that. It's like saying, well, you know, the real problem is when the Poles respond to the Nazis invading Poland, right? The real problem is is going to be, you know, um, you know what um, 
you know, what America does after 9-11. And we heard that, right? We, there were people out there saying that. Well, you know, the real problem is, you know, America's response. What's America's response going to be? And not to say that there's not open debate for these types of things, but that wasn't the real problem in 9-11. That wasn't the real problem mm-hmm. on Saturday. That's true. You know what? I, I think the re- one of the reasons why they wanted a, a ceasefire so quick was because they wanted to continue their barbecues and uh, their hip hop parties at the White House. So you know that's that's well, why they, had they wanted a party ceasefire. plan, and they weren't. You know, no one was going to ruin their party on Saturday night. Yeah, with a band. And, exactly. And the Rose Garden. I mean, this was. I mean, that's that to me is the most astounding part of this, right? Not just the party either, but the fact that they were calling lids at eleven thirty in the morning on Sunday and Monday too. We're not. We've had at least 11 Americans killed. We've got, uh, you were mentioning this in the news break, that there's at least uh, four American families who have been notified that their relatives are among the hostages. And Joe Biden is finally going to show up on Tuesday, four days later, to say something in front of the camera. He'll mumble something in front of the camera, won't take any questions, and somebody will have to point him to to the way off the stage because he can't find it on his own. No, no, and this to me is... Is, is absolutely again despicable. Now, Ed, let's, let's look further down the road. China. I think they're looking at the responses of world leaders. Who's going to say anything? Do you think we'll see an invasion of Taiwan soon? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's a, it's a different kettle of fish. First off, you got to cross water to get to Taiwan, mm-hmm. and um, that is always a risk. Taiwan's also ready for it. It's also <laughs> a risk. Um, and Taiwan has um, uh, very uh, high technological capabilities. The U.S. Um, is still a wild card in that, although I'm, I'm pretty sure that China is discounting uh, any significant military, um, you know, direct military action with the U.S. If, if they decide to do that. But it, it's a risk. You know, China's untested. Right. China's army is untested. Yep. And, and so is their Navy, for that matter. Uh, so... There are risks in doing this, and I think one of the things that China might be looking at is how badly the Russians have bungled Ukraine. I mean, I expect, I, I'm sure they expected, uh, just on reputation, uh, Vladimir Putin to walk over Ukraine in the first week of that war. We're now coming up almost to year two on this thing, and he's losing ground everywhere in that. And I think that there's a real lesson for China uh, to learn in this. They've got bigger issues at home anyway. I'm not sure that they're really ready to uh, bite off of that. Hong Kong was easier. Hong Kong was handed to them. Uh, nobody's going to hand Taiwan to them. Right. Now, uh, Lindsey Graham, Senator Graham, you know, always war hungry. He wants to go to war against say, Ayatollah. What are your thoughts on that? Well, again, I'm not sure that it's really wise to declare a war as much as, as, much as it would feel good to do that. You know, <laughs> Iran's got its own capabilities. Right. Um, but I do think that we, we need to understand that Iran is... Uh, is coordinating, directing all of these things, and Russia's aligned itself with Iran. Russia, and, and not just not just recently, not just during Ukraine war, they were supporting Iran in Syria too. They they were helping to prop up Iran's puppet in Syria, Bashar Assad. Um, you know, if you talk about the axis of evil. Um, uh, there is an axis there, and it includes China. Uh, they they want to prop up Iran because they. That's their client that allows them to have more influence in that region. One of the reasons why we have always been Sunni-oriented in that region is because of that, especially after the Islamic Revolution in 1979. And um, 
we're going to have to we're going to have to get to grips with the fact that all of this is being directed by Iran, and we have to direct some of our efforts against Iran here. It doesn't necessarily have to be open war, but we have to we have to drop the scales from our eyes and realize that Iran really is the the biggest problem that we're dealing with here. Do you think? I mean, they say that they're not going to let them use the money, the six billion that we just gave them in exchange for those prisoners. They said they're not going to let them use that money uh, unless it's for humanitarian or you know measures or you know, for right to feed their people, military yeah. right to feed the they, people. They were, they were they were having to come to take the money out of their budget prior to that to feed the people, right? So. Now that they have access to the $6 billion for food and medicine, they don't have to take that money out of their budget anymore. This is right. why we say money is fungible. Yep. So now they have more money to direct towards terror operations. I mean, this is – if anybody actually believes what the White House has to say, I'd really like to be their accountant. Well, do you think if President Trump were in office, this would have happened? Yes, I do. Okay, Eventually, this well. would have happened. Eventually, this would have happened. Donald Trump wasn't really – I mean, Donald Trump took aim at uh, – um, uh, Qasem Soleimani, uh, because of what was going on in Iraq, he wasn't doing it to to help the Israelis. I mean, he was helping the Israelis in other ways. Don't don't get me wrong. Um, he was trying to he was trying to you know unify them with the Sunni nations and was doing a pretty good job of it. But Hamas was always going to do this because it's not about it's not about who's president with these guys. These guys are jihadists. They're about the jihad, and uh, uh, and and they are a client state of Iran and. Donald Trump was tough on Iran, too. I mean, he, he killed the Iran deal, and Iran had every reason to resent that. And so, yes, absolutely. It would have happened if, uh, if Donald Trump was president. It would have happened no matter who was president. All right. Ed Morrissey, senior editor for HotAir.com. Anything you're working on today that you'd like to give us a tease? Oh, goodness. You know, Will, I have a post coming up about IDF sealing the border, calling up 360,000 reservists, so you know what that's for. Um, and uh, t- I take a look at what that means for Gaza, what that means for um, – uh, later I'll take a look at what that means for Iran. Uh, this is completely changed. This has completely changed um, Israel's approach here. Uh, this is not the tit-for-tat t- type of thing. This is not the measured or proportional response. This is all-out war. And um, – and I, I suspect that Gaza will no longer be a Palestinian, you know, with, with you know, quotes around it, territory uh, by the time this operation's over. Hey, Ed, uh, during the yeah. switchover, I lost my John Anthony is, was right. <laughs> I, need, I need my John you Anthony need, you was You need right. to him. You need Ed Morrissey to I say. would play that all the time on my show. You, you want to play along, Ed? <laughs> Relive sure. the moment. Okay, ready? Three, two, and one. John Anthony was right. Boom. Oh my thanks, God. Ed. You asked for some strange stuff, I do. my friend. I do. I do. All right. I thanks, do. Ed, for playing along. And he joined us on thanks, our Ed. turnkey dot pro answer line. There's only one radio show in Chicago talking about today's biggest stories and telling you what they really mean. That show is this one Chicago's Morning Answer on AM 560. The Answer. Are you keeping keep talking about uh, Stoudemire, basketball yeah. player, former mm-hmm. basketball player? Mm-hmm. He's still playing for the New York Knicks. No, he's 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 retired now. Okay, that's what I. He thought. played in Israel for like six years. I believe. Oh, is and he an Israeli? A Israeli citizen. Yeah. Oh, and he's unlike everybody else because I know Kylie Jenner, Mark Hamill. People put I stand and support mm-hmm. Israel, and they got ridiculed. Yeah. And they were cowards, and they took it off their social media. Yep. People are flying the Israeli flag like guy. they were the Ukrainian flag. Yeah. People aren't putting their Facebook profile pictures behind an Israeli flag, I've yeah. noticed. 
But Sotomayor, oh no, he's he's standing strong. I woke up, man, this morning with some disturbing news out of Israel. The Hamas kidnapping children, putting them in cages, killing women, killing the elderly. That's some coward. That's cowardly. And for all y'all Black Lives Matter who ain't saying nothing, well, let me figure out exactly what happened before I say anything. F*** you. <laughs> figure out what? It ain't never been cool to kidnap kids and put them in cages. It ain't never been cool to kill women and, and elderly. Never been. No matter where you from, what you represent, what tribe you for, it don't matter. There ain't never been no cool. There ain't never been none that nobody supported. And then you go and hide and put the kids in front of you as a barricade. That's some coward shit. All you politicians who always have something to say on the contrary, I see you. Fuck you. All you Black Lives Matter people who always have something to say and always supported everything else and you quiet now, fuck you too. Ooh. Only place in the world where I can go and study tour and eat kosher food. Only place in the world. Some coward shit, dog. And all y'all supported, fuck you. Oh, my mama, we don't, we don't respect none of y'all for that. Peace. Woo, I love it. So, but ah. he's not taking that back. Yeah, I sent that in so Justin could put that on my board. Oh, for your show, too, <laughs> for on my Saturday. Show. Hey, it but, might be a little stale by Saturday, but I re- doubt it. Really quickly? Yes, sir. I disagree with Ed Morrissey. This would have never happened under a presidency under Trump? of Donald Trump. I, I just I don't see it at all. Well, at least he came out and spoke to the American people. Yeah. While Biden was doing two half days and having a barbecue party in the... In the Rose Garden. Uh, Susan, in West Chicago, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning. Hi. Hi. I have formed the opinion of Mr. Blinken that there's only one place he really belongs, and that's back in the tub with Winken and Nod. Oh, I don't get you. Okay. Can you help me out? I got that for you. All right. Thanks, Susan. Appreciate the phone call. But I'll tell you, I mean, I was emotional yesterday. Now I know why. Um... Oh, boy. But John Kirby, are you kidding me? You got to find a pair. I, uh, <clears throat> I, it, I'm sorry. It's, it's very, <clears throat> excuse me, very difficult to look at these images, Jake. Uh, it, it, and the, the, the human cost. And these are human beings. They're family members, they're friends, they're loved ones, cousins, brothers, sisters. Yeah, it's difficult, and I apologize. Yeah, and we, I mean, I cried yesterday on the show. I've, I've been crying. Yeah. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and just get on my knees and say a prayer for those mothers who are and sons and husbands who are waiting for their kidnapped loved ones to be returned, not knowing their fate. People are grieving the loss of their loved yeah. ones. People who, after they were killed, their bodies were mutilated. But John Kirby, yeah, you got to get it together. I agree. Listen to podcast of Dan and Amy from the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank. Signature Bank takes pride in helping customers grow their business and provide unmatched banking expertise, custom financial solutions, and the industry's best technology. So whether you're a business looking for a deposit relationship or needs a ready source of financing, Signature Bank is the right bank for you. Call today at 773 773- Four six seven five six hundred to hear how Signature Bank can help your business grow and thrive. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.